welcome beautiful soul to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies, honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I just have to start off by saying thank you so, so much for all of your beautiful messages and words with the launch of this podcast. I knew that it was a good thing. It felt so good when I was sort of starting out, but after launching it and getting all of your beautiful messages and listens and shares on Instagram Haha, <laughs> just it just means the world and I just have to say thank you each and every one of you who have listened, who have tuned in, who have shared, who have messaged me. Hey, you just you're just the best and I have felt so warm and fuzzy <laughs> all weekend basically. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um and I'm just it makes me even more excited basically to just dive right in and share even more basically. So I'm so ready to to dive in with this podcast. This particular episode is, oh my God, I could talk about this topic all day, every day. I love, love, love talking about aligning with the moon. And it's something that I have found a lot of people are interested in. And I think there's a really good reason why. But I have to give a little disclaimer. What I'm probably going to be talking about is a little bit different to what you're probably expecting me to say when I'm talking about aligning with the lunar energy. So I want to talk a little bit first about my own relationship, I suppose, with working with with the moon and her phases and the cycle of the moon to kind of give a little bit of a backdrop as to what I'm talking about So I always, always felt this kind of calling. It was like a craving to connect with the moon in some way. So even the moon was actually one of the very first things that I really dove into when I was, oh, what's the word? Like awakening? Uh, That's a bad word, but (laughs) you know what I mean? I... When I was first stepping onto this path, let me put it that way, the moon seemed like a really accessible thing at the time. There was a, this, a lot of information about it out there. There's so many books, podcasts, Instagram accounts. The moon's quite trendy at the moment. So there's, there's a lot of resources about working with the moon out there. And I also seemed to, um, there were a lot of reasons behind how why I wanted to work with the moon, but one of them was this connection I felt obviously between the lunar cycle and my own cycle I really wanted to explore that more and also knowing that my own like my ancestors worked really intimately with the moon they connected with the lunar cycles in all sorts of way including our you know our 
our menstrual cycles and things like that. But the moon was, you know, their calendar in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons. And so there was a deep calling within me to connect with the moon in that way as well. Something about her that really made me crave that um, cyclical rhythm again within my life. And what I really found was when I first started working with the moon, I was really like gung-ho and super, super keen. But I really struggled to maintain a practice with aligning with the moon. And what I found over time was I was all about the full moon, all about the release. I love, love, love the release kind of energy, can fully get behind that. But I always seemed to kind of get snagged when it came to the new moon. And I think it's because I really kind of fell into this manifestation type practice with the moon. And what I found myself doing was some months the new moon would come around and I would have a, I don't know, like a project or or I was feeling really inspired buy something or to do something and so those times were fine the new moon would come around and I felt like I had something um, really um, special or potent that I could kind of connect with and feel like I was setting an intention for and you know calling into my life but other months probably more often than not really I didn't have anything in particular that I was wanting to create or to call in and What I found I was doing was I was either not able to think of anything. So the new moon would come. I didn't have anything in particular I was wanting to create or manifest or, you know, no big goal or anything that I wanted to set. So I just wouldn't. And my whole practice would just peter out basically. Or what I was doing was I couldn't think of anything in particular that was really resonating deeply And so I just would say anything (laughs) and it would be like something just something I just didn't even really care about. And because of that, I was never going to follow through with it. I was never going to really set an intention and and honor it and bring it into fruition. And once again, my whole practice would just peter out. It would just fizzle, basically. And so I really I was I got very frustrated, I suppose, um, with myself because I felt like I wasn't sticking to it I wasn't you know maintaining a practice with the moon and what I really realize now is I was coming at it and this whole kind of manifestation type mentality behind it really felt it felt very forced and it felt very masculine because it really was focusing a lot on on the creating and the and productivity basically progressing and everything like that which is stuck in this masculine mindset. And I prefer to engage with the lunar energy more as a way to connect in with what I'm needing. And, you know, sometimes that is calling in something in particular or creating a particular thing, but not always. And so really for me, working with the the lunar energy is a way to maintain flow I suppose within my own life I crave rhythm because I'm a cyclical being and the moon kind of acts like an anchor for me I suppose now 
she embodies the ebb and flow effortlessly and and she reminds me to do the same. So I've really, I suppose, settled into my own relationship with the moon and working with the moon more these days. And the first thing that I will say is you do not need to pressure yourself to do all the things, all the rituals and practices. This is intuitive work. It's about awareness. You can do all the things, all the rituals and everything like that, and you can tick them off the list so you know you've done it, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything if you're not connecting and embodying what you're doing. So if working with the moon to you is um, lighting candles and writing out a fear and burning it and releasing it, and so you rush home from work, you know you've got dinner to do, and you somehow like, you know, grab 30 minutes to rush through it. Yep, you've done that. You've done your fear release. And then you think that that's, that's it. But you haven't really taken the time to drop into that space and reflect on what it is you're actually doing. There's not much benefit to it. And I know that because I've been there. That's, that's how I was doing it a lot of the time to begin with. And it's also why my practice would just fizzle into nothing. Really, I was just missing the point awareness is the key and if nothing else having the awareness of your own ebb and flow and of kind of getting in the habit of feeling into what is you know what is ending for you and what what you're needing to let go of and what you're feeling called to create and what you're craving getting in the habit of kind of really feeling into those kind of areas is really, really key. It's so important. So I want to talk today a little bit about the main lunar phases that I really work with, I suppose. And obviously we have the full moon and the new moon. They're our kind of markers or, or guide points throughout the month. But I also want to talk about the dark moon energy. Because it's the dark moon that really changed how I relate to and drop back into the feminine with the lunar cycle. So it's important to note, I do know that there are yin and yang phases of the moon and it can get a bit confusing when I'm talking about it all as the feminine. Just know I'm talking about relating to the moon as a way to drop into your feminine and really embrace that feminine cyclical nature. So even though, you know, some of the creating and the doing can be masculine, it's really important that it's coming from a really deeply intuitive feminine space. And that's why the dark moon is so crucial when we're entering our new lunar cycle. It's it's helping to really seek out the, the feminine in our lives. And I'm going to talk about that. So I want to talk about the dark moon, the new moon and the full moon. The new moon, which is obviously the very, very beginning of the lunar cycle. The moon goes from, you know, sitting in complete darkness and slowly that new cycle sparks into being and she, she begins again. And slowly her energy increases and builds up and up. And we see the, the face of the moon appear. She's like a little crescent 
in the sky and she grows and grows until she becomes the full moon where she reaches her peak energy and we see that beautiful luminous orb in the sky on the full moon and then that full moon marks the point where she essentially breathes this sigh of release and she begins to let go and from the new the full moon point she she does she lets go she completely sheds and surrenders and she gets smaller and smaller and smaller until she reaches the dark moon and the dark moon is that point it's actually the very 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 end of a lunar cycle and the dark moon is where she sits she just hangs in complete darkness in the sky the most powerful lesson we can learn from the moon is her complete trust and surrender in the life-death-life cycle each and every month. There is no resistance because she knows that every rebirth comes from her complete surrender in her death. It is a beautiful, never-ending cycle. And so I, I want to start by exploring the the full moon actually um, would make sense to start with a new moon but no <laughs> I want to start with the full moon so the full moon is obviously that point when the moon is full and it's a time of high energy the the moon has reached her absolute maximum energy and there she sits completely full she's reached her absolute peak and we feel this too we can feel this strange, like infinite kind of energy within us. We can feel really restless. Emotions can run high. We can, you know, have restless sleep. We can have vivid dreams. Um, everyone knows when there's, you know, a full moon, there's something going on. <laughs> so the full moon brings that peak kind of energy and it just seeps through everything. But it's also the point where the moon has, she's, you know, built up her energy. It's increased and increased more and more until she's reached her absolute capacity. There is nothing more for her to do other than to let go. And so the full moon really marks the beginning of her surrender. And she continues to let go, to shed, to release all of her old self. And she gets smaller and smaller in the sky as she lets go more and more. Again, she doesn't resist letting go. She moves towards her ending, the end of her cycle, the death. She lets go more and more until she sits in complete darkness, the dark moon, the void, suspended in nothingness. It's her ultimate trust and surrender. And then the new cycle sparks and she begins again from the dark moon. She moves into new moon. So how do I actually use this in practical ways, essentially, in my life? I actually kind of start with the dark moon in a lot of ways so I feel energetically speaking, that's kind of almost my reset point because when you allow yourself to sit in the void, in stillness, 
and to, to drop into that deep state of surrender that the dark moon really embodies. You allow everything to drop away, the worries, the responsibilities, the, the shoulds and should nots, and notice what comes to you. What swirls within you in that, that dark and stillness? What's calling to you? That is a very different energy to the goal-setting, manifesting kind of type of practice. I'm not talking about sitting in the darkness and going, yes, I see 10 clients manifested in my life or 10 kilograms dropping away from my body. <laughs> this, is, this is deeper than that. This is what you might find when you sit in this stillness and darkness of the dark moon. What might stir within you in this space is a feeling or a sensation or a word or an image, not a goal. So when I'm at this phase of the moon and in this space, I like to ask the question, what does my soul crave right now? So imagine yourself at the dark moon and as you embody her, her energy, you have let go, you have released. You have shed what you no longer wish to take forward with you. And you sit in nothingness, not emptiness. It's just the void, the moment between death and life again. And you ask yourself, what does my soul crave? And you allow that to come to you. It might come to you as expansiveness. Maybe it's freedom or abundance and a sense of fullness, connection. Or it might be, it might be quiet and stillness. Maybe you're craving grounding and connection to the earth. What are you craving deep within you? Can you see how that can differ a little bit from, from setting a, like a manifestation kind of practice or intention slash goal? <laughs> it doesn't need to be something external or outward that you're calling in, maybe what you're really, really craving is some time to yourself, is a space of, of, of stillness and peacefulness. And so begins the new moon, a new cycle. And that is when we can then tend to this and really give it life. How can we nurture it as we, as we go and as we call in whatever it is that we we're desiring right now? What are the steps we're able to implement to invite more of it into our lives? And because this has come to us, it's flowed through us and we've, we've connected to it deeply and intimately. It's come to us as we've sat in stillness and asked it to come forward. It gives us or it gives this thing, whatever it is you're, you know, you're calling in, 
it gives this thing substance and in that it already it already exists it's not even necessarily something that we are you know bringing to life it it was created it sparked into being the moment you laid awareness on it all you need to do now is nurture it which is a lot more easy now because you actually have a deep emotional connection to it it's not just i want to i want to lose this amount of weight or i want to reach this point in my career or i want you know what i mean <laughs> there's there's deep resonance there and so that's your new moon energy where you really are able to birth that and and call it into your life whatever it may be it may come to fruition as more of that kind of external goal. Maybe you're looking for abundance in your life. And so you make the decision and act upon nurturing a new business venture into being or a new project or a side hustle. Or maybe, you know, it, it could come in a really practical sense. But that moment of really potent um, connection in the dark moon phase brings a very, very deep, intuitive, feminine energy to everything that you're doing to call it in. And so as the new moon continues to grow, her energy obviously increases and we can use that energy to, to foster and nurture what it is we want to call into our life. And obviously that energy will continue to grow until we once more meet the full moon energy so it grows and grows and grows until it reaches its peak and then we breathe that sigh of release again. The full moon is a reminder, I suppose, to really reflect and to allow ourselves to release and let go rather than just get stuck in that constant state of must be productive, must create, must grow, must expand kind of kind of energy and that frame of mind, which again is very masculine. It's easy for us to get caught up in that that um yeah, that line of thinking. The full moon is that kind of reminder point throughout the month that we are allowed to reflect and, and to just let go as well. So it's that time when we can really listen to our, our body, our heart and our soul and honor what we know to be true. If there is something that you're feeling, you know, called to let go of or it's, you know, a layer that you you wish to shed or even if there's, you know, sometimes something has just reached the end of its purpose, you know, its role in your life has has reached its natural end. And this is where you might actively kind of acknowledge that. You might write it out. Maybe you'll talk it through. Sometimes you might just declare it to the moon or you might do it in a release ritual. I love a burning ceremony. So you write, write it out what it is that you're releasing and you burn it safely, obviously. Sometimes, sometimes you don't feel like there's anything in particular that you want to release. And so all I would say then is don't force it with any old thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing every single month that you're letting go of because that doesn't hold potency. Instead, what I'd probably say is just allow your own 
embodiment, I suppose, of that energy. So really breathing into that, that release state. So do whatever you need to do to connect with that. And it could be it could be, you know, journaling, maybe just lighting a candle, having a bath, sit by a tree, <laughs> just slow down, allow yourself to connect and breathe, exhale and release. Just allowing your heart and soul an opportunity to drop into that space is potent enough. So even if, as I said, you don't have a particular thing that you're like, you know, that you can write out on a piece of paper and burn as a symbolic gesture of letting go. There may not be anything like that, but you can still drop into that, that space and that energy of release. And again, the full moon acts a bit of like a, a marker or almost like a point in your calendar. Like, don't forget, time to remember to release and let go. <laughs> And so that release then continues all the way through to the dark moon once more. Complete surrender. Sit within the void, the stillness. Allow yourself to listen and feel and intuitively know what it is that wants to come forth, what it is that you crave most right now. And then the new moon, a whole new cycle again. I don't like to make too many rules. I just follow and really take note of how I feel. So some nights, you know, I might want a big roaring fire out in my backyard and I might want to throw my fears into the flames. Other nights, I just want to curl up after just a nice soothing shower and just journal. And some nights, not even that. And if that doesn't, you know, nothing calls to me, then I'll just honor that as well. I'm not going to force anything because again, it doesn't, it loses, it, bleh, <laughs> it loses its potency. So aligning with the moon for me is really about aligning with the cyclical rhythm within me. It's about making space for my own ebb and flow and not trying to live in a state of constant linear productivity. I'm not here to go, go, go. And the moon reminds me of that. She's kind of, she's my anchor, I suppose. I can constantly come back to the moon and she will remind me that I need to, to allow my cyclical rhythm to be fluid, to ebb and flow. And I think that's probably, probably most importantly, Aligning with the moon is, is a way for me to really continually connect with me, my true self, and to drop in and to pay attention to what I need, to who I am and who I am becoming, ever-changing, ever-evolving. And I'm, I'm constantly learning more and more about who that woman is. The moon allows me to continue to explore and connect back in with her and not get distracted by this kind of linear world, I suppose. So in that sense, I really feel like I have, have dropped in or probably settled more with a very fluid relationship with the moon. And when I talk about aligning with the moon, it's a very intuitive and feminine practice. I'm not here for the rules and, you know, this kind of 
rigid kind of like almost like a, a regime or a schedule. <laughs> it almost it it just it takes its meaning away when I think, oh, okay, new moon new moon on this date. So what am I going to be creating? And then oh, full moon is on this date. So what am I specifically releasing? <laughs> if I came at the moon like that every single month, well, I already know because I've already been through it it would just peter out. I can't, I don't have a connection to it in that way. I would love to know if this has sparked anything for you or if any of this resonates for you, please let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram. Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope this has been useful or helpful. Um, If you liked this episode, be sure to give it a little review and maybe a rating. That would help me so much. And be sure to share it as well. Screenshot it and share it on Instagram and tag me so I can see. I would love to see um, if you're listening and what you thought of the episode. And let me know what else you want to know about the moon. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to really dive into. Maybe you do want to know more about actual rituals and practices that you can use for each each lunar phase, I suppose. I'm super, super happy to to talk about that as well. I just wanted to suppose to, to lay the foundation, I suppose, on, on how I actually relate to the moon. Yes, I do have, you know, full moon ceremonies and stuff as well, but it's important to put out what, how I'm actually relating and why I'm working with the moon in the first place before I get into like, practical sort of stuff because I think it can kind of distract sometimes from what you're actually trying to achieve so let me know if that would be of interest to you as well and thank you so much for listening I am sending so much love and I will speak to you next week thank you for listening to the weaving the wild podcast I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present